I was thinking about prayer, how we think about prayer, how we talk about prayer. I'm wondering what your first experience of prayer was. You go back to times growing up. What was your first experience of prayer that you can remember? Sometimes we have moms and dads who say prayers with us. Sometimes we have grandmas and grandpas who teach us different prayers. It's a a family tradition kind of thing. Uh, For me, it was, uh, I remember a Sunday school teacher I had when I was, I was maybe second or third grade or so, and she was all about prayer. That was one of the things that she really wanted to teach us, wanted to, uh, wanted to make sure that we knew was a thing that was cool to do. And one of the things that she did is she said, when, whenever you're, un- you're not sure what to pray, remember there's really four types of prayers, she said. She said there's the gimme prayers, the oops prayers, the thanks prayers, and the wow prayers. <laughs> gimme, oops, thanks, and wow. It sounds simple, but in a lot of ways it kind of holds up. You're like, well, yeah, that really, I mean, in a lot of ways that's, A lot of the prayers, especially when we're starting out, when we're building a a prayer practice for what that is, those really are a lot of the ways that we can begin that conversation and communication about God. It worked well for me when I didn't know how to talk to God or how to think I had the right words to pray. That was a big thing for me. I always thought you had to have like the right words and the fancy words and the church words and all that in order to pray. And sometimes we can get kind of bogged down in that. Uh, When I was in seminary, I was a a chaplain for a semester in a memory care setting. So providing uh, pastoral care, worship time with folks uh, who had Alzheimer's or dementia, and their memory was impaired in one way or another. And so we'd, we'd visit with them and would read scripture with them and would pray with them. And I returned back to the gimme, oops, thanks, and wow. And in a lot of ways, it helps us connect, helps us connect through prayer in a lot of ways to the the basics of our faith. It's amazing once you start singing those old hymns or you start saying the Lord's Prayer, things like that, the ways that that just gets embedded in who we are, in our bones. It was around this same time that I was introduced to a, a quote from Mother Teresa, She was a Catholic nun who worked in some of the poorest villages in India, in a a city called Calcutta. Uh, She spent her days with people in extreme poverty and dire circumstances, and and you'd think, uh, you have to think she prayed with a lot of folks whose prayers may not have been answered in the ways that they would have liked. And she was quoted as saying, I used to pray for answers, But now I pray for strength. I used to believe that prayer changes things. But now I know that prayer changes us and we change things. I thought that was an interesting little shift in perspective. An interesting shift. And it's something that's always stuck with me. And it's a, a reminder that prayer is a sort of relationship where we, we bring our hurts and our pain to God. 
And in doing so, there's something that happens within us. There's some kind of transformation that starts to happen when we bring our prayers to God. I think for me, and maybe you felt this too, after uh, when we're really struggling with something, or there's, there's something that we uh, are just carrying, a burden that is really heavy that we're carrying, and we stop to pray. There's a, a feeling of being a little lighter on the other side. We can breathe a little deeper. There's something that happens within us that's uh, transformed from who we were before. One of our scriptures for tonight captures some of this. If we want to go to the next slide. It's from Paul's letter to the Philippians. It says, don't be anxious about anything. If only it were that easy. Right? Don't be anxious about anything. Rather, bring up all of your requests to God in your prayers and petitions along with giving thanks. Then the peace of God that exceeds all understanding will keep your hearts and minds safe in Christ Jesus. That peace we feel trusting that God hears our prayers and calls us then to engage in the things that we pray for. Right? This is where God meets us in our prayers. It's that prayer changes us and then we have a deeper awareness of ways that we can be engaged with our cares and our concerns in the world. We pray for someone to be cared for and then we go and care for them, right? We're empowered, we're strengthened to then offer them care. Adam Hamilton talks about this in his book so beautifully. In his chapter on prayer, he writes this. He says, prayer is not magic. It's not commanding God how to run the universe. <laughs> but it's tuning our hearts to the things and people we are praying for. Expressing our love and our concern for them. And for ourselves and for others. It's inviting God's help, inviting God's guidance and direction for us and for others. It's trusting that God is walking with us and that God will not abandon us. It's asking God to use us to be the answer to someone else's prayer. Love how he draws the connection in prayer. The ways that prayer draws us not only closer to God, but closer to each other as well. When we pray with each other, when we pray for each other, it draws us into relationship, not only closer to God, but closer to one another as well. Because there's a vulnerability in prayer where we share the things that, are, that we're wrestling with. We share the things that are causing us to struggle or we share the things that are weighing heavy on our hearts. It lets us grow deeper into relationship with one another. I love the way he talks about that because when I was younger, I, I don't know about you, but I used to think of God as like a kind of prayer genie who would grant the wishes, right? Who would kind of, you would go to God and if you asked in the right way that you would get the answer to your prayers, right? Right? 
So I love when Adam Hamilton writes, it's tuning our hearts to the things and people we are praying for. I love that image of tuning, right? Tuning our hearts to the things and people we are praying for. It's such a beautiful way to see prayer. And I think it's also a reminder that prayer is an active thing. I think a lot about this when we pray the Lord's Prayer. Right? When we get to the petition, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Oftentimes when we're talking about things like God's will or we're wondering about that, we can kind of fall into the trap of thinking that we're passive in this petition. Like, well, we pray this and then we just sit back, kick our feet up and see what God does, right? I wonder if we're not invited into something deeper than that. We pray, God, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's not a passive petition. It's an active prayer that asks that God's will not only be done in heaven, but also here on earth, here and now. And then as the prayer we are then looking for ways that we can partner with God in bringing God's will into this world and bringing that sense of gratitude and joy, bringing that sense of peace, hope, and love into the world. I think one of the things that's so powerful in Scripture is that there are times where we hear Jesus pray. There are times where the Gospel writers record Jesus praying. In fact, in the garden, the night when Jesus is arrested... He invites the disciples to pray. Then he goes off by himself and he prays as well. And we can hear his prayer. We get the, to overhear his prayer. He says, Father, if it's your will, take this cup of suffering away from me. However, not my will, but your will be done. What a powerful thing. Over here, what a powerful thing for Jesus, for Jesus to even be struggling with this kind of thing. We can see there are times where even Jesus is praying and wrestling with God's will. I don't know about you, but that's comforting to me in times where sometimes when we're struggling with these things, we can feel isolated or we can feel like we're the only ones who are going through that kind of struggle or going through that kind of doubt, but it's not true. We all have these times in our lives where we're walking along and then something knocks us down and has us asking questions or wondering what's happening. Like so many things, when we struggle with doubt, I think ultimately it comes back to what Adam Hamilton was talking about. It comes down to a trust that God hears our prayers, a trust that there is an, an openness and understanding to God, inviting God's help, guidance, and direction for us or for others, trusting that God is walking with us, trusting that God will not abandon us. I think when we pray, we lean heavily into that trust. We're vulnerable in a way that opens ourselves up. We trust that God is with us in those times of struggle or doubt. 
and that God continues to be with us as we pray and, as Adam Hamilton says, that we seek to become the answer to someone else's prayer. Prayer opens us up to pay attention in a different way. To pay attention to one another. Pay attention to our friends and our neighbors. Pay attention with what's going on around us in a different kind of way that also pays attention to what God is doing here and now in our midst. For that, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that we get to do that work together, that we're not left to do it alone, but rather we do it in community with one another. We're open with one another. We pray with one another. We sing together. We cry together. We do all kinds of things that happen in relationship together and ultimately seek the path forward of where God is continuing to lead us. Amen.